everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 154 and today's topic is Bel Air. Season 1, episode 9, titled Can't Knock the Hustle. The description reads, the bank's family goes to church will considers looking for his father this was a very good solid episode so you already know how we do over here on this platform we about to get into it we about to break it down and we about to dissect it scene by scene you can always hit me up on social media facebook is alicia shanice review no i'm sorry facebook is alicia shanice Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews, and you can always email me at Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me for any requests you might have that you would like for me to recap. All you got to do is hit me up, give me a couple days to get back to you, and I will get your recap out within a week. And you can always check out my playlist, my music playlist I have made public on Spotify. If you type in Shanice Loves, you will see all of my playlists. And go ahead and vibe to them. That's pretty much it. I dropped my snowfall recap late last night. So make sure you guys check that out. I will get Big Sky out shortly. And I will be back on Sunday for Power Book 4 Force. So on that note, let's get into the show and talk Bel Air. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. was a really good episode it opens and we see you know the banks they're preparing to go to church so you know everybody getting all ready getting all gq'd up and jeffrey he comes into will's room and we see he you know does he's a young man you know was raised by his mother so you know he doesn't know how to tie a tie um so jeffrey helps him out and he asked him, like, did you find out any of that information for me about my dad? And Jeffrey basically lets him know, like, look, we'll get to that. But today is your uncle's day. It's his big day. So let's just worry about that on the topic of discussion today. And we'll, you know, discuss that at a later time. Because, you know, he's conflicted. He wants to help Will, but he works for uncle phil uncle phil is his right hand man he knows he's totally against it so you know it's kind of a bad situation to be in so after that they walk out looking like you know i'm saying everybody get ready pretty girl hill arrives the whole fam is ready they walk out looking like black royalty want to do it child (laughs) so they all get to church carlton is nervous about singing Ashley, she's telling the pastor about the LGBTQ plus and, 
you know, they need to be more behind the choir. Uncle Phil, he goes and talks to Reverend, too, about the election votes. And we see Rev, you know, Rev then kind of chilled out now. Remember when they went to the uh, fraternity meeting and gathering? Remember how Rev was just he wasn't messing with Uncle Phil? But now he's pretty tame and calm and it looks like everything is cool now. So, um... We see uh, Pretty Girl Hill. She ends up catching up with one of her old friends, Ivy, who was also a social media influencer and taught her how to do makeup and stuff. So before they actually sit down, Will confides in Carlton about wanting to find his dad. And Carlton don't know what to say. You know, he he he's starting to do a turn, but he, you know, he... He he doesn't have his social skills up yet, so he don't really know what to say. Only thing he can say is like, "You're at the place where you come to seek answers, and I gotta get to my solo." <laughs> so, you know, Will has a seat. Carlton go does Carlton. So when um, Uncle Phil is talking to Pretty Girl Hill, we see that the Thirst Chef videos they have been scratched from the net. So this is good for the campaign. And we also see uh, the pastor does his sermon, child. And I'm like, you better preach, pastor. He like, choose the one who loves you back. All right, now. So we get to the next scene. We get to Carlton's solo. Carlton, you know, he gets in his choir, gets his little robe on. And Carlton was looking good too. And then he got to singing. You saw the best in me. And, and as soon as he got to singing, all I can say is, all right now. <laughs> Shit. Go, Carlton. He started off with good. And I don't know what happened. Because Carlton, actually, when you were singing, we was actually seeing the best in you. And 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 sorry, I promise we was. Like I was I I, I I got to sitting back in my chair. I'm like, oh, Carlton. Then he just froze. You know, he froze. So he was sounding good. Ain't no hate there. Carlton was sounding good. Hopefully we get to hear him sing again. He just looked like he got a little stage fright. I remember when my daughter was like three. Was she three or four? She was at the three or four. And she got her first um, solo to where she wasn't singing, but she got her first part where she was in a uh, church program for Christmas. And the only thing she had to do was say, welcome to the church. She was real little. And child, she got up there, and all she could do was just, she she just looked at everybody. She froze. She couldn't say it. I had to go up there and say her part for her. So it was both of our part that day. We both was in the Christmas program. <laughs> but, you know, stage fright is real. And we learn later, Carlton has anxiety. So anyway, we get into the next scene, and by then, everybody make it back home. And um, Viv, she comes in and asks Ashley, like, Ashley, is it something you need to tell me? Like, what's going on? And she's like, what's wrong, Mom? And she's like, well, you had all of your interests and, you know, everything in the climate change, and all that's changed, and now you want to talk about the LGBTQ+. So she goes on and on talking about equality. So um, Viv was basically trying to get, you know, more information to see, was it more to it? Did she just switch up, you know, what she, you know, what she wanted to fight for or was it more to it? So we get into the next scene and, uh, what happened in the next scene? Pretty Girl Hill and Will, they talk about 
Carlton freezing up. And he tells her about his little Xanax and cocaine addiction. And she had no idea. She like, what? Everybody in Bel Air party, but huh? What? He, he do what? Huh? Well, you need to go talk to him. And he like, me? She like, you need to go talk to him. So <laughs> when he gets to Carlton's room, he up in there listening to the kid cut he day and night. Child, if I didn't laugh, I think I paused the TV to laugh some more. <laughs> I be trying not to laugh at Carlton. Carlton is growing on me, though. Carlton is definitely growing on me. He's going to be one of them characters that stick with you. And he was in there. <laughs> He was in there listening to Kid Cuddy day and night, playing his game. And Will comes in to check on him, and he ain't in the mood. He ain't in the mood. He blames the, you know, freezing up on hunger and, and dizziness, and, and we find out he suffers from anxiety. He confides in Will that he only wants to make his dad proud with the good grades, the sports, and Will tells him, that you know what, Carlton, whenever you want to use, whenever you feel like you're losing it, come find me. I will listen to you. I will be there for you. So we're getting that brotherly dynamic that's building up. By season two, they'll definitely be there. But you know, Carlton is growing. Carlton is growing. So we get into the next scene. And pretty girl Hill and Jazz. I am loving them together. Um, they go to the influencer house to steal back her stuff because contractually it's Kylo's right now until she pays them that money. But you know, her and Jazz, they go in there and they do their thing, like stealing her stuff back. Not that thing, they thing. But he, but she does invite him back to the room. <laughs> so after that, we go into the next scene in Hitman G comes in Will's room while he's shooting paper balls in the basket and he gives him information on his pops but he lets him know like be wise and you know opening this up because this could do damage to the family it could open up a lot of old wounds so we go into the next scene Uncle Phil Steven, aka Dwayne Martin, and he, you know the public, uh, the campaign manager, and Hitman G, <laughs> they are digging up information on Fred about him having an affair while his wife was dying, Lisa's mom was dying of lupus, and they have all that information for proof that he was having an affair while his wife was dying. So you know, what I'm saying they can use that for the campaign, and you know they go back and forth, and Hitman G calls out Uncle Phil. Now, Stephen tells him, like, look, this is politics. Politics is cutthroat. And, you know, we getting all this tension between Uncle Phil and Hitman G. So, Stephen basically tells him, like, look, we need to use this. It, it's, it's politics. Dirt will come out. You have to be perfect when you enter this game. So, after that, we get into the next scene. And... <sighs> Oh, shoot. When I looked at this scene, I'm like, we got the original Aunt Vi, who played Will's mom on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and the second original Aunt Viv. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She wasn't a dark-skinned Aunt Viv, but you know what I'm saying? She was still Aunt Viv. But I, I, look, 
I want to see the dark skin unviv make an appearance. Janice Hubert, I want to see her at least one time on this show. But anywho, we got unviv and unvi, the OGs. It was really, really good to see them. Uh, a lot of nostalgia sitting, you know, seeing them sitting at that table on the show. So, um, uh, new unviv, she goes in there and talks to them and presents her art for the fellowship. And, you know, they ask her why she stopped painting in the first place. Child, she gets emotional. Then she tells them, you know, it was basically her nephew, Will, who brought it out of her. You know, he came with so much life inside of him and, you know, fierce. So she is offered the the fellowship and they give her 24 hours due to it would be very time consuming, 24 hours to think it over. So after that. Will goes into Uncle Phil's office about his father giving him, you know, he gives him the paper. Like, you know, I asked Jeffrey to do this for me. He warned me. And, you know, I don't want to open this up. If it could do damage to the family or bring up old things that I don't need to know about. You've been more like a father to me than my own dad. So I'm giving this to you. Uncle Phil you know, he tells him, like, you know, I love you like my own son, too. We get a nice um uncle and nephew moment, and Uncle Phil is pissed about Jeffrey giving them papers to him, them documents, or whatever it was. Like, what 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 happened? We all want to know now. So, after that, um, Will, you know, saying he don't want to hurt the family, so he gives the papers to him we see will and carlton talk about will's decision on not wanting to know about his dad carlton tells him uh you know the conversation they had earlier actually stopped him from using the drugs and he flushed them down the toilet yeah right but he flushed them down the toilet so we also see that lisa she is not responding to Will. He like, hey, you talk to Lisa? He like, no, we keeping our distance these days. But she's not responding to Will. Now, while she's not responding to him, we go into the next scene where it's at her house. And we see Judge Robertson. Now, do y'all remember Judge Robertson from the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Judge Robertson was played by George Jefferson. Um, remember, he was something else. Remember, he was a dirty judge and, you know, he was something else. So I just thought it was funny that they make it that how Judge Robertson was an original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air do shit like this in this one. So anyway, we see Judge Robertson. He uh he um sent Fred all of the information about how uh Uncle Phil used his connections and got Will, Will out of jail. So, you know. Fred uh, tells Lisa, like I told you, he was trouble and shows her the article and she starts, you know, getting upset. And he like, let me tell you something. I'm going to let you go over there and ask him, ask, 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 ask him, ask your little friend, is this true? And after this, it's going to be your last time being around him because he is trouble. So Lisa, she don't believe it. And um, Hitman G and Uncle Phil, they meet up. This was an intense scene right here. Oh, child. Uncle Phil tells him, like, the only reason you sided with Lou is because you feel guilty about leaving your own boy behind. And you can tell him, man, G ain't like that. 
He ain't like that. Uncle Phil tells him he can't trust him no more. And, you know, um, Hitman G, he tells Uncle Phil how he really is. He tells him, like, your family is in a mess. You you gonna, you, you gonna pick yourself. You gonna do this. He told him. He, he told him about himself. He told him about himself. He gets fired, of course. But then they decide you know, with the campaign and everything, let's just call it immediate leave of absence. Of course, Hitman G will be back. They are like brothers. You can tell they got a bond. At the end, they shake hands and they hug it out. And I was like, damn, G. You know, I'm hoping he come back for the season finale because everybody like, where Jeffrey at? But that was a really, really good intense scene with the two brothers going back and forth. And, you know, saying Hitman G called him, called him, read him like a card, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. And from the ending, we can see Uncle Phil heard what he said. So after that, we get into the next scene. And um, Viv, she's in there painting, in her painting room. Uncle Phil comes in and tells her about Will and Lou and the half-truth about Jeffrey. He don't really tell her what happened with Jeffrey, but <laughs> he gives her like a half-truth. And he um, assures her to go for the fellowship. He tells her like, look, I will hold it down. Go ahead and go for your dream. So when he leaves, you know, we get a little kissy-kissy action, black love, beautiful, beautiful. They tell each other they love each other because, remember, they've been kind of beefing. She's been sleeping in the painting room and everything. But when she, uh, when he leaves to go, you know, prepare for the debate, um, Viv is sitting there. She's painting. She looks at her family picture. She gets emotional and anxiety at the same damn time and calls Janice. Now, when she calls Janice, she goes on and on and on about how this is not the right time. <laughs> Oh my God, that scene was funny because she got to say it everything. Uh, one daughter want to do this, one daughter want to do that, and one son. <laughs> so uh, Janice just stops her like, uh-uh, it's a reason why we give artists 24 hours. So I'm not going to accept or decline or anything. You are going to take your 24 hours and I will talk to you tomorrow. So we get into the next thing. Lisa comes over to the bank's residence. All dramatic. Got the phone pulled up. Tell me this isn't you, Will. Putting on an Oscar Award performance child. Now, Carlton tried to take up for Will. <laughs> I could dig it. I could dig it. She likes stay out of this, Carlton. <laughs> Carlton tried to take up for Will. He tells her everything she wants to know. After, you know, he's saying she, he gets her upstairs. And she started crying. I'm like, girl, what the hell are you crying for? Shit, it was just a damn gun in the air. What the? Never mind. So I, I guess it's Bel Air child. But what, what you crying for? Shit. So she ends up telling him that her dad has the information and uh, he going to use it against the debate. So, you know, of course, they want to go warn Uncle Phil. But I just didn't understand why this girl was crying. She like, I told you everything about me. You ain't really tell him nothing. I mean, this is, at the end of the day, y'all cool and all, y'all growing, but he got to protect his uncle, the guy who got him out of the situation and brought him to this house. Like, girl, we don't calm down. Anywho, they'll be all right. So we go to the debate. And Will and Carlton show up to warn Uncle Phil. 
and they end up letting him know. But Uncle Phil, when he finds out it's, it's Judge Robinson who did it, he just starts laughing like, you know what? I thank y'all for rushing down here, having to fight with security to get behind here and want to warn me, look out for me. That's what family do. But I got this. I, I know exactly how to handle it like a man. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a crop. <laughs> so we get into the last scene. And the debate starts. Philip Banks against Fred Wilkes. And they give their opening statements, but Uncle Phil goes first. And when he steps up there, he says, the man, you can tell a lot in the man on how they you know, treat their family, what you see from their family. And he looks at his beautiful family and he withdraws from the race. And oh boy, in the, um, in a in a crowd, I don't know. That's supposed to be Judge Robertson. He was pissed because he wasn't expecting that. Even Fred Wilkes was like, "Huh?" He even told him he would back Fred Wilkes because remember, Hitman G had told him Fred Wilkes is a flawed man, but he's a good man, and you'll do whatever you do. do you gotta do for you. So you know, I guess Fred Wilkes is an okay guy. He just never mind. But <laughs> Uncle Phil withdrew from the race. I was like, "Damn." So he tells um, um, Viv, you go for that fellowship. You going to take that fellowship and I'm going to hold our family down. I mean, he's still successful. He got money. He just didn't go, you know, he back drew from his dream. And Steven, a.k.a. Dwayne Martin, he marched the fuck out of there. He was <laughs> The campaign manager, he was hot. But that was my recap for um, Bel Air. I thought that was a really, really solid episode. I think we only got one more to go, and I can't play the trailer because they take forever to put out their trailer for uh, Bel Air, so I can't play it like I do on my other shows, but I do have a sleeper. So here is my sleeper in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod father. Hope y'all enjoy. Neighbors think I'm selling dope, selling dope. Okay, the neighbors think I'm selling dope, selling dope, selling dope, selling dope, selling dope. Yeah. I don't want no picture with the president. I just want to talk to the man. Speak for the boys in a bando, and my nigga never walking again. Apologize if I'm hopping again. I know these things happen often, but I'm back on the scene. I was lost in a dream as I write this a teen down in Austin. I've been building me a house back home in the south, my won't believe what it's costing. And it's fit for a king, right? Or a nigga that can sing and explain all the pain that it cost him. A 16 should have came with a coffin for the fame and the fortune. Well, maybe not the fortune, but one thing is for sure that the fame is exhausting. That's why I moved away. I need a privacy surrounded by the trees and Ivy League. Students that's recruited higher league, thinking you do you and I do me. Crib has got a big old back of yard. My niggas stand outside and pass cigars. Filled with marijuana, laughing hard. Thankful that they friends are platinum star. In the driveway, there's no rapper cars. Just some shit to get from back and forth. Just some shit to get from back and forth. Welcome to the shelter, this is pure. We'll help you if you felt too insecure. To be the star you always knew you were. Wait, I think police is at okay, the door. the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Huh. I guess the neighbors think I'm selling dope. 
Society to make every nigga feel like a candidate for a Trayvon kind of fate. Even when your crib sit on a lake, even when your plaques hang on a wall, even when the president jammed your tape. Took a little break just to annotate how I feel. Damn it's late. I can't sleep because I'm paranoid. Black in a white man territory. Cops bust in with the army guns. No evidence of the harm we done. Just a couple neighbors that assume we slang. Only time they see us, we be on the news and change. Damn. That was J. Cole, Neighbors Off For Your Eyes Only album. That whole album is a whole vibe. That is my shit right there. I'm telling y'all, I could put on some coal and just, it'd be a whole vibe. Um, I have a little quote I seen. <laughs> so I'm not going to put it. Um, I am not going to put on an Oscar award performance like I came up with this. But I just thought it was like a really, really, really good thing. I was scrolling out Instagram and I seen it. Actually, I seen this on Charlemagne the God's Instagram, but it was a repost from Nitra Tawa. But it says, repeat after me. For my peace, I'm allowing myself to evaluate my relationships with people and things that leave me feeling drained. I'm noticing when my body is physically reacting and instead of ignoring it. I'm taking action towards a more peaceful existence. I suffer when I dismiss what my body is trying to get me to notice. I don't know. I just thought that was like a really good saying. And I'm always saying like protect your energy because I'm telling you like (laughs) protect your energy. It's so much going on now. Depression is real. Anxiety is real. It's so much going on. There's so many people going through things. And a lot of times it be the strong people who you think got it all under control who suffer the most so that's why i always say protect your energy and you know check on people check on your strong friends check on your strong family members because sometimes it's the ones who you think have it all together and they could be going through it because they deal with it inside so you know saying protect your surroundings if you got somebody who drains your energy try to pull you down you know, it might be time to walk away. They might have only been in your life for a season, not a lifetime. So it's Friday. I hope you guys have a beautiful weekend. If you get out, please be safe, have fun. And I will be back on Sunday for Power Book Four Force. And don't forget, you guys can always hit me up. Even if you don't have a recap request, you can just say what's up. Um, it's Alicia Shanice again for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram. And you can always email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You know, Spotify is free if you don't have it. Um, you can follow my music playlist. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. And, 
you know what I'm saying? Just try to just be the best you can be and keep your head up. On that note, thank you for your support. And shout out to my dope podcast family. I love you guys. It's your girl, Shanice. And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice. Thank you.